Hey, what's up, everybody? Kyle of the Warner Brothers Podcast. I'm joined by my brother, Keenan. Got the week 18 NFL picks for y'all. So we're going to run through that. We've got a little short episode for you. We're going to do our picks. Uh, you know, if we got any pressing topics, maybe we'll talk about that. But the show's mainly just going to be the uh, week 18 NFL picks last week before the NFL playoffs. Can't I wait. Can't... How you feeling? I'm feeling... About, uh, the Patriots going into this week, this last week here. I'm feeling good. This is going to be an interesting game. It's that vaunted Miami late season game for us. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything goes there. But sorry, I, I feel a little better about... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but I was going to say, but it's interesting because I'm just expecting now to be in the wild card because I find it to be zero chance. I don't care if I'm, I'm not really giving this away. I just don't think the Jets are beating the Bills. Like, I don't think that's really crazy to say. I don't want to give anything away, but I think let – me, let me say I like the way the Jets are playing now more than uh, the midseason. But uh, we'll get to that. Uh, I expect to be in the wild card round for sure. I don't expect to buy. But it's more so because of who's ahead of us and who has to lose – more so than uh, than the Buffalo Jets game, but okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this before we actually go to our picks. Just strictly we're on the Patriots. I'm less afraid of this Miami game, which, as you said, has always been a thorn in the Patriots side. The at Miami late season game, less afraid now that they lost last week. I still think Miami's gonna, you know, go for the throat in this game. I don't think they're gonna, you know, rest their guys at all. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna, you know, play to win, but uh. But I think the Patriots got it. But, you know, it's, I mean, we might as well do our pick there for this one. Let's start there since we just discussed that. Give me a, give me a score for the Patriots-Dolphins game. Patriots-Dolphins. I've got this 24-13 to 13 Patriots. I think it's going to be an ugliest game. I actually was going through for FanDuel today and looking at all the weather. The weather for this game is supposed to be around 75, chance of showers, and like 16 mile an hour winds. So, interesting. So it's, That's interesting. I, yeah. That is real interesting. I think that kind of favors the Patriots a little bit if it's going to be ugly weather given the run game and they can run well on uh, the Dolphins as we saw in week one. Kind of weird how they schedule this. Week one, week 17. You don't see that scheduling too, too often. Yeah. But, um, man, knowing that, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 27-19 Patriots. I do think it's going to be tough for them. I like Miami's defense. Uh, I think Flores does well against us. I think Flores likes facing the Patriots and likes facing Belichick. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to be an easy game at all. I do see us coming out on top. I think think we're going to run the ball well. And I think if, you know, Mac plays like he did last week, how he did against Jacksonville, obviously it is just the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, if, you know, if he can build off that and, you know, have some rapport with his receivers and the tight ends coming off his two rough games back-to-back with the Bills and the Colts, you know, I think it should be an easier game for us. But, yeah, I'm going to go 27-19 Patriots. And uh, we'll see what that leads to as far as seeding, as far as who our matchup is going into the playoffs. Uh, I got to say, it feels hella weird. It's what, today's January 6th, I believe? Uh, 7th. January 7th, and we're in the last week of the season. Like, This feels like crazy. it should be a playoff time already, yeah. It absolutely should be. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen this, but, like, 
The Super Bowl weekend falls on the weekend that should be All Star weekend. So subsequently for that, All Star weekend's a week later this year. It's like February twentieth, mm-hmm. which usually. I don't know, not All-Star Weekend. That's usually when you're returning back to the NBA season. So everything's just like a week later this year. Weird. Yeah, that, I would say you're really worried about like kind of for the people who do like college basketball, it's like conference championship play roughly right? around that time. Uh, and last thing before we get to the, the rest of the picks, when I was growing up, my my birthday's the last weekend or always usually around the last weekend of, uh, of January, mm-hmm. January 29th. And so usually back in the day, like when I was real young, like, you know, I don't know. Probably up until eighth grade is the first time I can remember where the Super Bowl weekend started the first weekend of February. It used to be right at the end of January. There used to be no week in between uh, championship weekend yeah. and Super Bowl weekend. Then they added the Pro Bowl. Then they added, well, before they added the Pro Bowl in between, they used to have, uh, you know, just a media week in between that, just that bye week a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now it's two weekends after that, which is crazy. So, man. I don't know. It's it's cool, but the NFL is not going to like it one year when uh, you have this Week 18 game and some star gets injured because it is going to happen going into the playoffs. Of course so, it is. Course. I've been vocal about that. I'd rather have 17 weeks, but hey, it's brought up some good football. We still have tons of scenarios left in this week. And shit, let's get right to it. We did the Patriots. Me and Keenan each have them winning in Week 18. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Keenan, tomorrow, Chiefs-Broncos, 4-30 game. Chiefs at Broncos specifically. What you got for your score? Um, I got the Chiefs pulling this one out, and I have them winning this game, thirty to twenty. I think the Broncos are a little little injured, a little beat up, but I think they'll play them tough, especially because they want to play spoiler for the division mm-hmm. opponent. So they'll definitely play tough, and it's Denver in Denver, so that's not an easy environment to ever go into. But I think Kansas City's just a better team, so I think they're going to go win, especially avenging a loss to the uh, Bengals last week. I'm in the same ballpark as you. I got the Chiefs winning against the Broncos 28-17. Uh, Broncos really got nothing to play for besides playing spoiler. They don't have the most explosive offense. Well-rounded team, um, good defense. But, yeah, I think the Chiefs run away this one. They've kind of hit their stride late in the season anyway. So 28-17, Chiefs are the Broncos. The yeah. late Saturday game, Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. This There's game, still some playoff stakes here. This game, it kind of, it's really just seeding at this point. Right. I was going to say for them. So it, matter, it matters, but doesn't matter. Um, I think, obviously, they're going to play like it matters because you always want the best seed if you want um, – Matters more for the Cowboys than the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles really can't do anything. I think they could at most they can move up to the sixth. I think they are the sixth. I don't think they really can move up because they can't move up. So they'd either be like the sixth or possibly the seventh. So it just really depends on where they are. Doesn't matter much. But um I've got I've got the Cowboys winning this game in a very close one. I think it's gonna be a twenty eight to twenty seven kind of one of those wins on a walk off field goal, something along those lines. Um, right around where you are, 24-21 Cowboys. Would not be surprised to see the Eagles run away with this one, really. Cowboys, I'm not impressed with, aside from that uh, blowout win against the football team. Uh, unimpressive last week. I don't know. If you're a Cowboys fan, if you're on the Cowboys, you kind of hope to win this game going into the playoffs because the Eagles are no slouch. They're a good team. They're going to be a tough out. Um so, I don't know. If you're a Cowboys fan, you're definitely hoping for a good performance heading into the playoffs because, man, the second half of their season has been real ugly, for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
So um, next we got football. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. You're good. I was just looking at the, some of the scenarios here. I was just thinking the Cowboys, I think, at most could move up to the three seed. Because mm-hmm. like, if, if they if they win and then, say, the Rams lose, I think they would be able to move up to the three seed. Actually, the Cardinals have to lose, too. So they may just stay there. Sorry. I was just looking at scenarios. Go on. All right. So we got football team at Giants. This game means nothing. Can you give me a score? Uh, football team at Giants. I've got the football team winning 17 to 14. Um, this game is just as an FYI for you because I had I looked at all the weather. It's gonna be 36 degrees with showers and 10 mile an hour winds. So not that the winds are crazy, but interesting. Be Could sl- be Joe Judge's last game as a Giants coach. Yeah. Uh, last week he went on a rant where he now infamously suggested that the whole Patriots staff feared they were gonna get fired in the 2018 season halfway through the season, which is. Uh, I believe their last Super Bowl win was the 2018 season. Yeah, um, they were at this point, I believe, six and two at the point he's talking about, and coming off a recent Chiefs victory, according to uh, reports. So uh, Joe Judge might be losing it when he's talking about that. Yeah, but I yeah, that, I don't wasn't that the Joe 43? To, wasn't that the 43 to 40 game that was like a barn burner? Could be. I don't think uh, Belichick and McDaniels and the crew expected to be fired during week eight of this uh, Super Bowl season. But moving on, Bengals, Browns, it's going to be a backup game. This one really is seeding, but Bengals really, they're not playing Burrow. Browns are playing Baker. Uh, so who you got in this game, Keenum? In the Case Keenum, Brandon Allen matchup. Um, I think Joe, I think Joe Mixon's out too, which makes me lean Cleveland because Nick Chubb is there. So essentially, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb's just gonna be the best. Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett are the two best players that are gonna be on the field. So I'm going with the team that has the two best players in a 23-20 game. Yeah, I was gonna say 21-20. I'm gonna go with the Bengals just because the Browns are sad and they you know they should be in the playoffs. But you know yeah. this, I feel like this is their year. If it was ever gonna happen for them. I had him in the AFC Championship game before the year. And, uh, yeah, just a sad season if you're a Browns fan. Um, especially coming off last year with the playoff win against the Steelers and the almost win against the Chiefs, that was a really good game. And then them coming back all healthy. You were expecting way more out of the Browns this year, especially with how the AFC's actually panned out this year. If we got the Browns team we expected, they'd be as favored as anybody to go to the Super Bowl. Because like the Chiefs Definitely. have looked good, but the Chiefs haven't looked as good as they have in the past. The Titans don't have Derrick Henry. The Bengals are young. The Bills are up and down. So like they could be competing with any one of those teams. So this is probably out of every team in the league the most disappointing year. Either them, them or possibly the Steelers if they lose and don't manage in. But at least the Steelers still can play for something right now. So Yeah, that's actually our next game is Steelers-Ravens. Both of these teams have... A very, very, very outside chance of making the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be Big Ben's last game overall, most likely. Yeah. Uh, Ravens, very interesting. Those two games where they went for two. Looks like it's going to come back to bite them in the ass. That right there could be the difference in them making the playoffs because it looks like they're not going to make it. Uh, Huntley's going to be starting this game. Lamar Jackson's out. This is in Baltimore. Can you give me a score here? I got the Steelers winning this game 
This game's also going to be a sloppy-ish game. Uh, it's going to be 41 degrees and rain, so it's going to be a it's going to be a sloppy game. I could see this one though being like 27-24 of just grit and grind score, like defensive scores, and I could see it the Steelers winning. I also think T.J. Watt is going to get two sacks this week and break the sack record. Very interesting. Very interesting. I was gonna say because which would, which is very impressive because even though it's been we have seventeen games instead of sixteen, he was actually injured for two, so he'd be breaking the sack record in fifteen games. Interesting. Which would be wild. He so a little say, bit of a little bit of a bold prediction from you then. Yeah, I was gonna say a little bit. It's not crazy. He needs two sacks, which obviously sacks are not the easiest thing to come back completely, but. I definitely, I think he can get it, and I think that he's gonna go for it because that's a cool record. Obviously, that's like a very, very good record to have, as most sacks, especially in a season where he played less than the uh, median games that you could have. So, go for him. Hopefully, he does it. Yeah. So weird game, as we said, they do technically have something to play for. Mm-hmm. Big Ben's last game, big rivalry, one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL: Steelers Ravens. Probably the biggest, um, honestly. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, I, I'll throw. Either Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants in there as well. Um, yeah, those have the mystique of it. I guess the Ravens and Steelers have just been way more relevant than all those teams. I mean, obviously the Eagles won a Super Bowl like recently, but like the consi- and the Giants have too. But the consistency of those teams every year, like the Steelers and Ravens, every single year are teams that are fighting for the playoffs. Only reason why I'd give it to them, but those are good rivalries for as well. sure. I would say throughout the 2010s, I would say those AFC East, or sorry, NFC East, specifically those two I just mentioned, are pretty on par with the Steelers Ravens. Just yeah, the last 10 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I could give that. Uh, you yeah, know, it's definitely that. some classic games between both of them oh, throughout for, the 2010. For sure. But I'm going to go with, and, you know, Tyler Huntley, he's obviously, he's arguably the best backup in the league. So I feel like it's going to be a close game. Mm, yeah. Uh, man, I really don't know who to go here. I think it's going to be low 20s, maybe 23-20. You could go either way here. I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. Uh, yeah, the Big Ben Memorial game. I think Ben gets them one last time. Great rivalry, 23-20 Steelers. And then we got Packers, Lions. Nothing to play for here for anybody here. What do you think the score is? Who knows if Aaron Rodgers even plays? Um, Aaron Rodgers is scheduled to play. I don't know how much. I think I honestly think him, Devontae, Aaron Jones may not even play, but Aaron AJ Dillon, I think all the starters will play a half. And I think that'll be enough to get him the win. But it'll be close because Detroit doesn't want to lose. So it'll probably be I can see it in thirty to twenty four. Uh, Green Bay. Yeah, I see this kind of right in line with all the rest of our games where I've picked either like low twenties, mid twenties, somewhere in the twenties. So I'll go, I'll go twenty two, twenty four. I'll I'll give the Lions a win here because this game absolutely does not matter. Mm-hmm. Colts at Jaguars. Keen, what you got? Um, I've got for seeding here. I was gonna say the Colts. The Colts need to win this game. Doesn't say if they lose this game. There's a chance they're not in the playoffs. So they're. Dead. I'm gonna say they. I'm gonna go on a limb and say they win this game. At, oh, at oh, you think? Uh, you, the, you think? Yeah. I mean, I was leaning Jacksonville, but now that you said that, I'm kidding. I've got the Colts about 31 to 13. I think Jonathan Taylor has a field day. Yeah, man. I mean, coming off 
we just played the Jaguars last week, the Patriots. Um, my one takeaway from that game, you know, is Trevor Lawrence. I just haven't seen any flashes from him this year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it against him because obviously he had a nightmarish coaching situation. But man, I usually you at least like for instance, Zach Wilson, these last few weeks, he's playing much better than he did the first half of the year. We're seeing some flashes from Zach. I feel like we haven't seen anything from Trevor Lawrence, which is crazy because you know, everyone's telling us he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. They even said and, they even since since Peyton Manning saying he better right. than Andrew Luck too, just to say. But yeah. Right. And uh, you know, Andrew Luck when he came out, they were saying he was the best since the best total prospect because you know, his mobility compared to Peyton since John Elway. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing with Trevor Lawrence, he's got mobility. So for them to compare him to Andrew Luck, Peyton, and I guess, you know, if you throw it down the line, John Elway with the same thing, man. You know, it's pretty underwhelming. I'm not going to hold it too much against him, but... I was going to say, Peyton didn't have a great first year, but, like, the difference with those is you saw promises. Like, Peyton, I'm looking at stats right now. Peyton was 56.7% completion percentage, 26 touchdowns to 28 interceptions. Um, Aaron, um, Andrew, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Andrew Luck was 23 touchdowns to 18 interceptions, 54% completion, and Trevor Lawrence right now is at 59, but 10 touchdowns to 17 picks. And last week got his first touchdown on a screen since what? Like uh, we, week fourteen? Yeah, against the Falcons. He's had two touchdowns over the last nine weeks. With, That's uh, ugly. Two touchdowns and eight picks over the last nine weeks. He hasn't had ugly. one quarterback rating over a ninety seven this year. Like come like eh. Like I mean, you give us you give us some flashes. Like I understand the Bengals had a little bit more weapons than they than the uh Jags have last year, but like Burrow gave us highlights, and his line was terrible. His line's still terrible, and Burrow mm-hmm. still gave you that promise of like, oh, this ha- he has he has potential. Justin Herbert was basically said, hey, you're going into a game 15 minutes before he goes and plays the Chiefs and has a good game, and then shows everybody why Justin Herbert is one of the most uh, one of the highest up and coming quarterbacks in the league. Like Lawrence needs to, regardless of what his coaching situation was, and Urban Meyer being garbage he still should have at least played a little bit better this year in my opinion absolutely i'm gonna go 35 17 colts over the jags yeah and then we got bears vikings another game that means nothing i'm gonna say 27 23 vikings over the bears king what you got um i'm gonna go shout out to joe i'm gonna go 24 21 Bears. Joe Gagner, that is. Shout out Joe Gagner. <laughs> <laughs> nice pick. Nice pick. So we got Titans, Texans next. I think this game's going to be closer than I would think off the top of my head. Titans obviously mm-hmm. playing for that one seed. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 31-20 here, Titans over Texans. Yeah, the, ti- the Titans. The Texans are a frisky team. They're a team that you can't, like, sleep on because, like the Bills did, you can, beat, you can be beat. Um... But yeah, and actually the Titans got beat by him earlier this year. But I think mm-hmm. the Titans will avenge that loss. I think it's going to be twenty I think it's gonna be twenty eight to twenty. And I think they definitely are gunning for that one seed more than any other team because of the fact that Derrick Henry will get an extra week to rest and he'll be able to come back like m- mostly healthy in the playoffs. Because he's practicing this week. So he practiced this week. I don't think he'll play, but you get him another 
15 days afterwards to play before he has to play again, I think that'll be good. Tags are scary going into the postseason for sure. Next, we got Saints at Falcons, bitter NFC South rivalry. And this game matters uh, for the Saints heavily. Matters for the Saints. Let's see. I'm going to go. Go Saints over the Falcons, twenty-three to twenty. I, I think it's gonna be twenty-eight seventeen Saints. I think the Fa- I, I think the Falcons will not be able to stop the run game of the Saints with Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. Good call, good call. So now next we got Seahawks at Cardinals. Uh, could be Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle. Who the hell knows, really? Yeah. But, uh, I'm going to go Cardinals here. Well, 34-25 Cardinals over the Seahawks. This is going to be the Seahawks lately have found themselves, but it was way too little too late. Well, at least offensively, they're starting to find themselves. So I think this game's going to be a 35-31 Seahawks upset. Yeah, right on schedule, the Seahawks last week decided to turn it on in a game that doesn't matter and win. What they went thirty eight seven? No, they they scored almost. They scored fifty last week. They did. Wow, yeah, man, I, didn't see say, that. I they, remember. I remember seeing the because it was the Lions they played last week. I remember seeing during our game that it was thirty eight seven at one point. Yeah, but they ended no, up scoring fifty. Yeah, wow. no, they ended up winning fifty one twenty nine last week. That's an insane score. I don't know how I didn't see that, but yeah, that's, just, <laughs> that's an insane final score. It is. Uh, um, I was that's, just saying. that's literally the typical Seahawks. When it doesn't matter, you know, it seems like they have that each year. When it, when they need to win a game, they'll have this weird-ass performance. I mean, granted, they still made the playoffs last year, right? Yeah. I believe. Um. Yes. Yes, I think they did. And, uh, yeah, Seahawks are such a weird team to figure out. And who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if they got the band back together next year. And they made another run at it. I wouldn't be surprised if they all broke up next year. I would not be surprised to see either. The Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks are a team that every year you could go into the league and you could tell me four different outcomes, and I would believe every one of them. Like you could tell me they went eight and eight, and I'd be like, yeah, probably that could happen. They went twelve and four, sure. They went four and twelve, yeah. The roster's not the greatest, but they have Russell Wilson, so something could happen. Like any scenario with the Seahawks, you could tell me, and I'd be like, yeah, probably could probably work. They make it work somehow. I mean, normally I'd pick the over for them with, uh, you know, the normally, combo of Russell yeah. Wilson, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Normally, I'm more bullish on them than any team. You know what I mean? I kind of, I don't know. They're usually a good combo to bet on, but yeah, this year just did not work out for them. I'm saying their injury woes just didn't go well for them. Yeah. But uh, and Cardinals, by the way, beat up on the Cowboys. You said they were not that team. They looked every bit of that team last week. Kyler continuing uh, continuing his streak at Jerry World. So very you. interesting season with the Cardinals look like going into the postseason that's for sure yeah the cowboys look not like that i mean i was hopeful of the cowboys i was trying i wanted to be hopeful that they were that team they're not are you uh they're hopeful where are you, are you no, uh, i was cowboys um, NFC fan? um no but i get hopeful because i have a lot of cowboys friends and i don't like to hear them fully banter about them team their team just being absolute garbage and since i have no stake in the nfc i don't it doesn't fully matter to me um that's interesting i i like when my friends teams are miserable i don't know why like me and steve didn't have that thing going on right now like me i'm miserable with the celtics uh i think he's enjoying it i don't know 
I think he's enjoying it. I know I enjoy when the Sixers are bad, even though I like when the Sixers are good, too. I do like when the Sixers are good because I think it's good for the NBA. It's good for the Sixers-Celtics rivalry. Yeah. But when they were miserable a couple seasons ago and last year, at the end of last year, it's hilarious, especially with the uh, Sixers fan base, how dramatic they are. So I, I, you know, kind of the same way with the Cowboys. I like when the Cowboys win because it's good for the NFL, but I also like when they lose because, man, their fan base is just, you know, kind of deranged. No, no, to some degree. No, to their, some degree. Their fan base is the worst to deal with in the league because they're the fan base that's right now 11 and 5. The sky is falling. They could go beat the Eagles this week and they'll say, We're Super Bowl bound. They'll lose in the divisional round. And for that rest of the week, where they're terrible. And then the next week after, well, we got the team next year. My comparison's great. So it's like, guys, just live in the moment for a mo- for just one second. <laughs> they're also the fan base. If they lost this week, they'd still say they're Super Bowl bound. It, so it, they're like they're divided. Like half of them will be like, "Oh my god, we're terrible," and then the other half will just be loud and say, "No, we're going all, all the way anyway." So it doesn't matter. It's they're they're just annoying. All of them are annoying. All every one of them. All right, next game here. We got a few left. We're gonna try to get through these relatively quickly. We got the Jets at the Bills. I think this is gonna be a tougher game than expected. Then you know, if you just looked at it for the Bills, I think the Jets are building towards something here. You know, I think this is a team, excuse me, if they get a couple good, you know, if they ace a couple draft picks next year, this is a team that could, you know, possibly make the AFC East really interesting between the four teams next year. So I'm picking this with my heart over my head. I'm going to say the Jets 27, Bills 20. I like the way the Jets are <laughs> I'm only laughing because you said I'm picking it with my heart. <laughs> Your heart resides in New York. In yeah, right? for, actually, rather in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my heart's in East Rutherford, New Jersey, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell am I doing picking the Jets? But, yeah. that That's the only reason why I was laughing. It's honestly possible because the Bills could just fall at any point. I think, But I think, though, that the Bills are going to win, and they're going to win convincingly. They did not play well last week as I thought they were going to. Josh Allen was okay running the ball. He was fine, but throwing the ball, absolute garbage. I think he'll make amends for that this week because he's a roller coaster himself. Um, so I've got, Thanks. I've got thirty-five to seventeen. All right, Panthers at Bucks, which uh, the story of the week really in the NFL. Antonio Brown, <laughs> him storming <laughs> off the field. Man, I got to tell you, when I first saw it, I think I had the same reaction as everyone else, which is, uh, hey, is homie all the way plugged in? Like, what the hell's going on with AB? Like, it didn't surprise me at all when I first saw the screenshot of him shirtless walking off the field. Yeah. Uh, You know, I assumed what everyone else assumed and what was first reported, which was you got mad he wasn't getting targets and just stormed off. It wouldn't surprise me given what, you know, AB was two or three years ago and how he was you know, acting, especially after his Patriots stint, which uh, which was short-lived. You know, I think he was out of the league for that next year, and then he bounces back with Tom Brady, and mm-hmm. then it all ends. But then it comes out, A.B.'s got some pretty good evidence, you know, and this is kind of why I am kind of believe A.B. here. Usually, he didn't really, I mean, he's still kind of going off the deep end. I don't know if you saw it today, but he's kind of taking shots at Brady. I didn't really read the rest of it, but yeah, I know no, still... I, I saw it. He said, um, I know he said something about Guerrero, like he paid him $100,000 for him to do nothing or something along those lines. Like he, he's just taking shots at everybody because that's what he does when yeah. the situation well, the f- goes awry. The funny thing about Alex Guerrero, he posts a screenshot about it 
And it's like Guerrero, it makes Guerrero look good. He was like, hey man, paid you 100, 100 grand. Hope to get 50K back. And he said, yeah, great, man. Hope all is well. It was great to work with you. I think he ended with hugs. So it made Guerrero look good. Uh, but AB claims that his ankle was hurt. He told Bruce Arians that he couldn't go back in. And Bruce Arians basically cut him on the sideline. And AB basically said, fuck it, I'm out. Uh, Bruce Arians claims that AB was having an outburst in the locker room about targets and that they came back out to the sideline. He was preparing them to go back on, said, uh, you know, the package that AB was playing in was to go back out on the field, and AB refused, and that's when Bruce Aaron said, fuck, you're out of here, cut him, and then AB, you know, did what he did. Uh, so very interesting, and they finally released him yesterday. Like he was still on the Bucks roster yeah, as of yesterday, which which, uh, which was making me also lean towards AB. It seemed like they were kind of trying to keep him from uh, you know going to a team here in the playoffs. Uh, if you would ask me Sunday right after it happened, I would have said AB's NFL career is over. But I do believe he we see him back next year. I don't think we see him in the playoffs this year, but I do think we see him next year for sure. But with that, Keenan, who you got? Bucks, Panthers. I'm assuming you go Bucks here. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks. I think the Bucks will win probably 34 to 17. I think Tom Brady's going to try to throw for 500 yards to break the single season record. Will he get it? I don't know. I'm not making a prediction on that, but I think he's going to just throw all of the loud. Yeah, I'm going to go Bucks 31 12. Uh, it's weird with the records this year with that extra game. Same thing with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has a chance to break a couple records. Yeah, seven seven catches on buck thirty. I think breaks the uh, receptions and the yards record. I think he can get the touchdowns record even in that. I don't know. Um, I could be wrong. Actually, no. I don't think he can. I, was I, saying, I don't. I think you'd have to have like a stupid game for that. Like a get like the best game of all time for that. Um, yeah, he only has fifteen. Tu- he only has fifteen touchdowns, so he'd have to get ten touchdowns in the game <laughs> to break that, which won't happen. <laughs> We'll segue that into the next game. These are probably the two games of the week here, which is 49ers-Rams. Rams have lost their last five at the Niners, or against the Niners, I should say. Niners, looks like they will still be without Jimmy G. They don't. We don't really know. Well, it sounds like he's still pretty injured, but they've given him and Trey Lance first-team reps. Uh, Lance did okay last week. Not sure how he'll do against the Rams if he is starting. Uh, Ken, where are you going here, Rams or 49ers? Oh goodness, Matt Stafford in a must-win game for the Niners. I th- I was so high on the Niners before the season. They have some injuries in their back end, which is not gonna going to help them at all for this game. But I'm actually leaning towards the 49ers. I think they're going to be able to control the ball with Elijah Mitchell, and I think Trey Lance will start. As long as he doesn't make mistakes, Matt Stafford, as of late, is going to give you one. He's almost going to give you a touchdown as of late. But so you got Trey Lance over Matt Stafford in that defense going against Aaron Donald and the guys. I do. I think that the 49ers are going to win 27-26. to 26. Let me say this. I would like the Niners to win because I'd rather see them in the postseason than the Saints. I think the Niners give whoever they play a better game than the Saints. I think the Saints will be one and done. I want the Niners to play the Bucks. <laughs> right, unless they play the Bucks. But I'd still I'd like to I mean see I would still I'd, yeah. still I'd still have I would still have the uh I would still have the Bucks winning the game because it's the playoffs like they did last year, but that would just yeah. make it way more of an interesting matchup rather than the Saints playing the whatever team else. For sure. I would definitely take 
the Bucks still in that game. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely taking Brady over Taysom Hill in playoffs. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm just saying but, it'd be an interesting one then. So I'm rooting for the Niners, but if it's Trey Lance versus the Rams, I'm going Rams. Um, I'll say this: if it's Trey Lance, I'm going to go 34 to 20 Rams. If it's if it's Jimmy G, which I still wouldn't feel that confident given what his injury is. I think it's a closer game, and I would go 24-21 either way, which is, you know, that's kind of a hedge, kind of a cop-out, but I would give the edge to the Rams there. So I think either way I'm picking the Rams. Um, but I definitely like the Niners' chances with Jimmy G, uh, and I hope if they lost that they would somehow find their way to the playoffs. Obviously that would require the Saints losing to the Falcons, which who knows, never know with a divisional game, never know how the Falcons are going to come out. But I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Rams in that game. Though I'm rooting for the Niners, because uh, that would be a great NFC playoff. So if you got the Niners there near the bottom of the bracket, and uh, one last thing before we go to this last game, I just be saying shit on here sometimes. I compared Jacoby Myers to Cooper Cup, who is you know far and away the best receiver this year. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, break records. Granted, it's an 18 game season. He probably doesn't do break records in a 17 game season. However, uh. I do think Jacoby Myers is great. I do think in an increased role, he is a top 15 to 25 receiver. But is he Cooper Cup? No. So I'd be an idiot sometimes. I'd be saying shit sometimes. Yeah, see, see, day, I don't, see, I don't think if you switch Cooper Cup and uh, Jacoby Myers, Cooper Cup would have, I mean, Jacoby Myers would have 138 catches for 18, 29, and 15 touchdowns. I agree. But that's, agree that. that's just me. <laughs> I agree with that. I do think if you put Jacoby in an increased role, though, he's uh, he's in Pro Bowl territory. I do I think, think that. Oh, I think he could be a 1,000-yard receiver for sure. But I, I do like not that. think – do I think he's – you know, as important, like the, the level of importance that Cooper Cup is. I think Cooper Cup should be, I actually think Cooper Cup should really win the MVP over Aaron Rodgers, really. I think he's more important to what the Rams do. I think he's more important overall. Let me say this. His stats are far more impressive than what Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady's given us this year. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. No, his uh, stats for a receipt, well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have given you this year really good quarterback seasons. Cooper Cup, and even without this last game, has given you one of the greatest receiving seasons to ever happen. So, like, regard, like, regard in comparison, his wide receiver stats are better than Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady's quarterback stats in, in compared to the history of the league. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, what sucks here because I, you know, we love the NFL, but what I hate about the MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year thing is. You know, I think that's what's going to happen is Cooper Cup's going to win the Offensive Player of the Year and Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP. And what they say with that is basically that, you know, MVP is a quarterback award, which I hate because it should just be anybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, you could argue that Aaron Donald could have got it a couple of years here in the past. But, you know, it's a quarterback award, so you look towards Brady, towards Rodgers, ETC. But uh, last game here. Oh, go ahead. I was about to say the to only school. other person who possibly could win Offensive Player of the Year this year would be Jonathan Taylor, and for that mm -hmm. to happen, in my He'd opinion, have to go berserk. he would have to he would have to run for about 260 yards because he 266 yards essentially, which, which you, would be one of which the you never know against the Jags. Against the Jags, know. you would never know because he's ran. As I say, he's. He hasn't actually broken 200 yards this season, but he's been phenomenal. The only reason why I say 266 is because I would get him 2,000. And if he got to 2,000, I think he could give him Offensive Player of the Year. 
yeah, I kind of hope Cooper Cup goes off so there's some conversation about MVP. Though I hate that the records he could possibly break are in a 18 game. You know, you get that extra game. So that's yeah. kind of fugazi to me. But regardless, Chargers at Raiders here. Essentially a playoff game. You win, you get in. You yeah. lose, you go. Keen, who you got? I've got the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert is better than Derek Carr, and that is what it comes down to for me. That's interesting because it's a eleven on eleven game. But all right, I see where well, you're going. I mean, obviously, it's. I mean, obviously, it's an eleven on eleven game. But when it comes down to it, the quarterback's the most important, as you said. Taysom Hill. Who you're going to take between Taysom Hill or Tom Brady? Clearly, you're going to take Tom Brady. But if you take away Tom Brady and Taysom Hill, the Saints and Bucks can be very compared, especially with the injuries. So you know what I mean. I think Herbert and Carr are closer. Carr's grown on me. Oh. I did not really, I did not really care for Carr as a quarterback going into this year, but he's really grown on me, especially these last few weeks. Oh yeah, no, I think Carr's Carr's top twelve. Like I've gone through, like I think Carr and Herbert aren't far apart. I just think Herbert's a little better. I, that's what I think it's going to come down to. I think Carr, the Raiders could win this game. I just think Herbert's a little better than Carr, and I'm going with the Chargers this game. That that's really that's really it. But it's a fifty fifty. Honestly, you could give it to either team, and I wouldn't be shocked. I'm going the other way. I'm going silver and black in a shootout. Raiders mm-hmm. over Chargers, thirty four thirty one. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I can't wait. Specifically, the Niners-Rams and the Chargers-Raiders, I cannot wait for either of those games. It's going to be fun. The Raiders going to the playoffs. Uh, wouldn't mind either way if the Chargers or Raiders won. Looks like they either one of those, whoever wins, gets the Chiefs. So we get an AFC West battle, uh, possibly. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens any given Sunday in this league. Uh, Keen, any last words? I actually got to get out of here pretty quickly. Um, I just wanted to bring up one thing quickly. I'm going to assume mm-hmm. you saw it, and I just wanted to bring it up real quick. Uh, you saw the whole Kevin Porter Jr. thing, right? Yeah, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and he's, um, for people who don't know, I, do you remember the announcer's name offhand? Because I don't. I, can I don't know. He's a Wizards announcer. I, I was going to say, the, I yeah, I was going to say, I don't know his full name, but the Wizards announcer yesterday, Kevin Porter Jr., hit a shot, clutch shot at, towards the end of the game, and then said, uh, hit it in the nick, hit a shot in the nick of time, or perfect timing just like his dad. And his yep. dad got convicted of manslaughter in 1994 for shooting, or 93 for shooting a 14-year-old girl. So that right. was the, uh, <laughs> that was a little controversial, controversial, and he was like, "Sorry, I was thought I thought his dad was Kevin Porter, the NBA player, well, the, basketball so, player. the basketball player." But like, no, like you you would have like everyone would already be talking about like obviously they'd be saying, "Oh, hey, that's Kevin Porter's son." Like we would know this already. Like, no, you did not think that. <laughs> I actually I disagree with that. I thought it was fucked up when he said it, but when he came out with his apology. It really did make more sense to me because it was way too fucked up for anybody to just come out and say. So that does make sense to me. He his his apology did sound contrite and real because man, no, I can't imagine any commentator would just come out and say that on a game winner when you had because it wasn't like right after the shot. It was on the replay too, mm-hmm. so we had time to think about it. I think his uh, I think his apology made sense, and some like Wizards players and former Wizards players came out in his defense which made me feel a lot better about the situation. Because, yeah, I was probably where everyone else was, which was outraged about it. I'm hoping that his apology is true. I'm, I'm buying it. Because, um, man, 
there'd be no other reason for you to say that. And that does make sense. And he, he pretty swiftly issued an apology too. And I, you know, it seemed like he really did not know that was the case. Um, his name's Glenn Consor. Glenn just, Consor. I just wanted to give the name out there, but yeah, no, I saw that and I was like, Oh, that's well, no wonder what happened. And then that was real interesting when I heard the comments, I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> oh, okay. That was not where I was expecting. Cause I obviously, I didn't know Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad actually, that happened. So I was like, what's the uproar about it? So I had to look it up and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, Oh, that, yeah. that's the problem here, and that's a huge issue. <laughs> okay, absolutely. okay, absolutely. But yeah, I got more NBA things to talk about soon. Uh, we're on our NFL wave here, obviously going towards the playoffs. We got we got some more other things for you next week. Yeah, but uh, some NBA around the corner for sure. Cooking up some some ideas, some thoughts of what I've seen around the league. Keenan, great talking to you. I'll talk to you, obviously, Sunday during these games, probably tomorrow night during the during the Saturday games. Uh, um, enjoy your weekend. You enjoy, you, so you enjoy your weekend. Enjoy dinner with the cousins. Tell them I said hello. For sure, for sure. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here. Warner Brothers Podcast, Week 18 Picks. Follow the Instagram at Warner Brothers Podcast. Keenan, have a good one. We're out of here. You too.